Hi there, I'm Neil Salas Griffin. I'm a teacher, a former founder, and a former mayoral candidate in the city of Chicago, and currently the managing director of Techstars Chicago Accelerator, where I have the honor of helping young companies grow and flourish. Each week, we bring together a rotating cast of high-powered and provocative guests to talk through the most pressing topics of the moment. It's a free-form and unscripted conversation from the Techstars Podcast Network. Let's go! Welcome to another episode of Talking Through It. I am so excited. This is a very special episode. I have William Birdsong and Whitney McClendon, two CEOs from my most recent Techstars Chicago Accelerator class, and I couldn't be more grateful to have them here today. How y'all doing? Doing good. All right. (laughs) All right. So we got a few things to talk through today, about five things. First and foremost, let's talk about Texas. They were hit pretty hard the past couple of weeks. Historic winter weather. It's a state that obviously isn't prepared for so much snow and freezing temperatures. And being from Chicago, I know how that can be. But there's a lot of frustration and discussion about how it was handled, whether some things need to change. Do you all think there are ways that technology and government can and should work together to better serve people during times like this? Whitney in particular, I know that this hits home for you because you work daily to help drivers when they are in need or stranded with Emerge Roadside Assistance, your company? I think that this has been a long time coming. And when we have these natural disasters, we realize in every instance that we lack preparation. Like it it goes all the way back to Katrina. Constantly, we show ourselves that the plans that we have in place are not enough. And I don't know what needs to be done to rectify that. I just know that something needs to be done. It's it's a mess to see people crying and like it's in your face now, like where it was just on the news 10 years ago. This is in your face all over Instagram, all over Facebook. People are literally losing everything and you feel more helpless. So, yeah, I absolutely feel like it's something that can be done and something that should be done. And hopefully that happens. So next time we're a bit more prepared. Couldn't agree more. William, what do you think? I just want to add to what Whitney said there. You said technology and government. I think they can work together so the response can be more competent. So many times, like Whitney said, we're unprepared, right? But as tech CEOs, like we've learned, especially through this program, preparation is everything. So if we're prepared, then our response will be more, it will be, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the people not sitting in the cold for five to six days. That's ridiculous. Sleeping in a tent inside your house, no food, no water. no Like, it's ridiculous. Like a third world country, right? Yes. And there are a lot of people out there who have loved ones or care about people who are affected by these things and also feel helpless. So there's so much that goes into finding ways to be supportive and helpful and to knowing like what things we can do to prepare. Yeah. For both of you all, you all deal with taking care of people. William, with your business too, which we'll talk about at the end, you all are taking care of folks. I, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's really sad to see, but at the end of the day, it's another, yet another wake up call that we have in our country. We've had many in recent years. So I'm grateful for folks like yourselves for being on the front lines of trying to support folks. So good stuff. All right, well, let's get into some accelerator experience. So while we all know that 2020 threw a bunch of curveballs, it also turned all of our Techstars accelerators, nearly 50 of them, virtual. 
So we didn't get to sit in an office together for three months, but we had a lot of Zoom calls, just like <laughs> this one, <laughs> a lot of virtual cooking parties and other online meetings. Now being virtual has had a ton of benefits in my view, but it also has some serious trade-offs and drawbacks. What do you guys think about it? Uh, to me, I look at it as an opportunity. Going virtual, if we weren't, I don't believe I would have been a part of this group because I'm not in Chicago. So I think it, it gave us an opportunity to, for you guys to reach a little bit further than you may have. So I think it's been wonderful. Now, like you said, there are drawbacks because there's some in-person energy with this group that I think is just great to draw off of. But I appreciate the opportunity of being virtual because it exposed me to all of you guys. Appreciate that, William. Virtual was the best thing for me. I'm in St. Louis, and as a woman, I'm a mom of three. My son is virtually schooling. My other son is in virtual college. So I needed to be at home. I needed to cook dinner and still run a business. So this worked perfectly for me. And you guys gave us so much access to you that we didn't even feel virtual. Like, I could call you six different ways. Well, you did. (laughs) (laughs) So it was really, really... It flowed really nicely and you guys prepared for it really well. And we came into something that was amazing and we couldn't ask for a better group to go through this with. Got it. Like as I think about that point you made, Whitney, in addition to you having kids, I know William, you got some little ones on your end too. What was that? I couldn't agree with Whitney more, right? Like they're (laughs) in virtual school. You have to be there and do the family thing too. So this gave me an opportunity to find that balance. You guys have seen me on Zoom calls with kids sneaking in the background or climbing <laughs> up my lap. So it it is definitely, it, it helped, being virtual helped me pull off work-life balance a whole lot better. Well, speaking of uh, balance, let's talk about Mentor Madness. Y'all ready for this one? <laughs> you know, I love Mentor Madness. Like, I did not have a problem with it. It flowed really nicely for me. I talked to everybody, took notes and emails. It, I liked it. Let me give some context for our <laughs> listeners. But Whitney, you're totally, I, I love your energy. I couldn't, I'm with you. But as, as some of you might know, a core element of the Techstars Accelerator is what we call Mentor Madness. We connect the founders with mentors who are ready to help them. We do, it's like a super intense two-week sprint. It's a whirlwind. Every meeting is just like a new conversation where they have to pitch their business over and over again, getting feedback, getting torn apart with their business models. So looking back for both you, William, and you, Whitney, what do you all think of this part of the program? Was it really mad? And uh, what mentor stories come to mind? Brutal, Neil. (laughs) Brutal. Okay, let's hear, I want to hear what you think, William, because then Whitney will come in. It was brutal because you had to listen to a bunch of people tell you your baby was ugly and you had to take it gracefully (laughs) and take what you could from it. So it was hard, especially when you're so vested into your business and you're like, I I have a vision and for somebody to tear it down respectfully, it, it was just, it was hard to deal with. And it was, it was madness all at once, but it was valuable because by the end of that time, you could talk about your business to anybody just at the drop of a dime. Hey, this is what we do, this is how it is. So it helped craft your story so much more cleanly. So I couldn't appreciate that more than anything. All right, Whitney, what do you think? I'll tell you what, before I started Mentor Madness, you guys connected me with my first mentor. And like, we just talked last night, his name is Kyle. And he went through Techstars before us. And he was like, some of that information is gonna be really valuable. Some of it is not. And you have to take 
what you want to take from these conversations, take your notes, be respectful, receive the information because they hold the keys and then take some time to reflect on it, send your emails and move on to the next day. And so I came in there with that energy because I'm like, he already experienced this. So let's see, let's go and ball out. And it was just like that. Amanda Leonard was like, girl, you got this. Sonia was like, go shoot for the stars. Everybody was so girl power. Oh, this wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, it was pleasant for me. Whitney, I I love your positivity when it comes to that process, because I think uh, while you all are two of nine of our companies, uh, your perspectives are probably cover some of the ground. Were there any other experiences that you all had, or you noticed other founders had that may have been more challenging or more informative from a mentor standpoint? We hustled and bustled. On the back end, the nine of us were like, okay, we got three spreadsheets, y'all. Who's looking at LinkedIn? Who's looking at websites? And we were running around like chickens with our head cut off, trying to get the information so we didn't go into these meetings, not knowing at least a little bit about these people, watching YouTube videos of their previous interviews and like, and finding time to do that when you're talking to five people a day was difficult. We did work together though. Yeah, we did. Like everybody was sharing spreadsheets. I love that you all work together. So I'm actually curious to know, I want to drill in just one more time here. What's an example of it going well and it going not so well? Just so so folks know how to actually approach a mentor meeting. I would go in and I would instantly give my pitch. And some people wanted to hear that. And some people were like, you got to buy me dinner first. Like you can't just (laughs) jump right in. And so it was about gauging the person and and what what stance they wanted to take when entering the meeting. So after my sixth meeting, I started asking, do you want to tell me more about yourself? Or would you like me to just start with my elevator pitch? What would you like to do? So I didn't offend people or not give them time to speak. That's great advice. William, what about you? That's a good question. I don't know that anything necessarily didn't go well, but I would, I, my meetings were a little more structured. I, I didn't approach them all the same way, but that was good and bad because sometimes people were like, I don't want to hear your whole story. Tell me about your business. But to me, part of my pitch was to go in and tell you, this is who I am and this is why I do what I do. But I think everybody received it, not necessarily the same, but (laughs) at the end of the day, that helped me craft how I go talk to investors and potential customers and everything now, just based off of the different reactions that I got from the people we talked to during that couple of weeks. So looking back, it sounds like it was worth it for both of you. Oh yeah, couldn't, couldn't agree more. 100%. All right. All right. So, well, speaking of, of mentorship and, and, and giving, you're both, strangely enough, Techstars alums now. How's that feel? So it's right. been a while, three months, and you're on to the next part of your journeys and about your Techstars Chicago experience. What are some tips you all have for other founders out there thinking about applying to my program or about to start another accelerator? Do the work. That's what will get you in the door. Do the work. It was a process. And I don't know if anybody else's process is the same, but we had to produce a lot before we got into this program just to be 10% prepared for what we were really about to get into. But they'll see your potential in the work. Do the work. Whitney's being nice, Neil. That application (laughs) process was one of the most grueling things that I ever went through. So if you are not prepared to do the work, like when you don't do it, because, it, because it's hard <laughs> and, and it, prepared, it prepared me for if we didn't get in, I had a clear vision of what we had to do. So it is not easy. And if you're not serious, don't, don't, don't sign don't. up. 
All right, so let me tell y'all something because we need to talk about this. I love that you all said that. My process and approach for evaluating Techstars Chicago Accelerator Program applicants, I decided to do things a bit differently. So would you mind telling folks what you all went through just to give them a fair warning? Because what might come down the pipe might be that and more. We had to do full financial modeling and we were told, like just for our little hearts not to be broken, this is not going to be right. It's going to be completely wrong and we're going <laughs> to gut it again. But we just want to see where you at. We had to do projections and send reports. We had to do JTBD interviews and discover our customers all over again in a new way. Yeah, we had several meetings between Neil and Brad. Just, yeah, it was panel meetings. <laughs> Yep, we did. We had to. So what, what do you all think that was about? Did you find that helpful or was that like unnecessary? Because asking founders to do a lot up front, it could be a, you know, a tricky thing to do. It's a risk on my part as somebody evaluating a founder to put them through a bunch of extra work while they're I'm trying to get their businesses process. going. I'm going through a process right now where I'm looking at my financial model. Okay. I'm using it now as we speak, bending it and seeing where I'm flexible and I'm using it now. I have created applications based on the customer research that we have done and the things that we have found out and the theories that we had before versus what we learned by actually talking to people who experienced these problems. And my application has morphed and I've created something that I really think is going to help the end user. And so it was very valuable for me to take this seriously because like my business grew 3x in the three months I was in Techstars. So something worked. And there was nothing you guys asked us to do that we didn't apply either during that 13 weeks or after. So Immediately like, after a week ago. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah, you, you literally, everything we had to go through, we had to do in real life. So it couldn't be more helpful. Do you all have any other advice for folks thinking about applying, whether they should or not? Am I, uh, am I too mean? Let them know what to expect a little bit from this program experience. Neil's not too mean. Neil's too nice. They go above and beyond for you. The the expectation is always to give first. And if you enter the situation with that mindset, everybody helps everybody. I talked to Andre from Improvy every weekend. I talked, we had, first of all, CEO hangouts are lit. Don't yeah. skip them if you yeah. get into the program. <laughs> I talked to Ann, me and Ann would have happy hours and sip wine and kind of unwind with each other. William like is helping me through my round and figuring out what I want to do to raise. And it's like just sending valuable information and not even blinking. Hey, this is how mine look. You might want to go this route, talk to somebody about it, but it's working for me. And so we are a family. You cannot get a better set of people. And I think every group is that way because you guys are really shooting in the gym with each other. So if you're not prepared to give the way you get, move around. Yeah. Don't forget about the program team, too. Like, I mean, they call us any hours of the night. What do you need help <laughs> Like with? sleep texting. At this point, they can claim us on their taxes. Like, we're like their children. <laughs> like, it, it was crazy. Amazing. All right, y'all. We're approaching the final phase of this conversation. But this has been so much fun. I could not record this founder edition episode of talking through it without mentioning the now infamous city. So real song. Oh, okay. So let's talk about it because it was written 
by the man himself, the legend right here, William Birdsong, along with his business partner and wife, Tiny. They were both incredible on it. And we're going to play a snippet so we can hear that. My city's so real. My city's so real. It's a job to be done. I'm a roll on my sleeves. I'm going to do it like Neil. Shout out to Bob. Textiles the squad. So, William, now that people have heard a snippet of City So Real, let's talk about the story. And I definitely need to hear Whitney's reaction to the story behind it. So we have our founder stories and we all do an activity and, and bake cakes. We did some other presentations from the group. Everybody was phenomenal. So we had to step it up. William Ann's going to be a little peeved if you don't it mention that. that you know, it's pie, oh my it's pie not cake, not, bro. Yes, yes. yes. Pies, and I'm looking at the pies too. Sorry, Ann. The most beautiful pies in the world. Ann is the, the, the pie supreme master. So she mo- really, her pies motivated me. I had to do something that was just as interactive because everybody loved Ann's pies. So me and Tiny went to the studio. We had just watched City So Real featuring your truly Mr. Neil. And it was inspirational. So we just wanted to go in and do something that, that everybody would, it was our, our theme, our cohort's theme song. That was the goal. I wanted everybody to be able to put that on their playlist for their go workout and say, hey, this is our song. Let's do it for today. And I think we accomplished that. Man. William, what you did in addition to playing the song, because I think the first thing you did is you had all of us bars. Wow. Is that right? Whitney, this is the handoff to you because I think you, Whitney has some good lines. Whitney has some lines. I did, but you know what? I'm thinking that we all on the level playing field and then William (laughs) and Tiny come and throw this monkey wrench in the game and everybody is sitting there. Have you, you've never seen, none of us are ever quiet at the same time. Everybody is sitting there like, what just happened? This is amazing. And I'm to the point where, oh, I got to play this for my husband. And I go and play it and he like, what y'all in there doing? Yeah, this is so amazing. Everybody was so in awe and I can't even explain it. It was so dope. That's, it was dope. The reception was humbling. And so in addition to just hearing the song when we had our weekly kind of founder meeting, because it was kind of like this low key thing. You just shared it in a group. It was a group of 20 of us. And he's just like, hey, I made this song and that's it. Like we didn't have any distribution plan. We weren't going to use it anyway. Like now it just existed. Now it's true for platinum. <laughs> it got incorporated into the intro to Techstar Chicago's demo day. So what was you all's reaction when you saw the music video kicking off your demo day? My goodness, man. And the screen was shaking. I couldn't stop bopping. I was just just dancing for 20 minutes, rewind, watch everybody's pitch, dance. I did the same thing. (laughs) It's just awesome, man. And and then it just was so perfect because it was that. And then the way that you introduced us was so authentically Neil. Yes. It gives me chills every time I watch it. So the whole production was phenomenal oh thank you and unlike you all with practicing like a thousand times for your pitches i just hit record and just let it bleed man i literally just one take i just let it out so i'm really That's grateful that you, you are all. genuine like everything about you every bone in your body is genuine and so it's never a word misplaced you are always thoughtful when you speak and it it resonates That's natural it, it's hard it's not something that can be learned Thank you so much, Whitney. I appreciate that. You all mean the world to me. You know that. So I just want, you know, to say before we close out and have Whitney and William explain to you all what they do, because I know you're curious if you don't already know after just hearing them after the past 20 minutes or so. These are some of the most incredible people I've had the pleasure to work with. And this is similar to what I said in the intro to Demo Day, but I can't reiterate this point enough. These folks 
have tried so hard to keep their businesses alive during one of the toughest times. And here they are smiling, laughing, dancing, singing, rapping, building businesses, making money, helping people, staying privy to what's happening in the world, still working on other issues, taking care of their kids. Oh my God. Like these people are the ultimate inspiration to me. As much as I'm in a position where I can help them and invest in them, I've learned so much by working with these incredible people. I just can't extend my gratitude enough to both of you. With that, let's hear about what you all do because normally we do a startup of the week. So when I have a guest on this podcast, they'll talk about a startup that they think people should check out. But uh, I think you all have an opportunity to talk about what you do and why it's so important to you. So uh, let's do that and then we'll wrap up. I am Whitney. I am the founder of Emerge Roadside Assistance Marketplace. Emerge is a real-time roadside assistance solution for customers in the middle of roadside emergencies. We'll come out and get you anywhere. We're focused on the Midwest right now, but we have providers across all 50 states. I'm William. I'm the founder of Documenter. Documenter is a visit verification software for the home care industry. So we make sure people who are receiving in-home services are getting the right care at the right time, at the right place. And we're helping to just reduce fraud in the Medicaid program altogether. There's over $3 billion of fraud each year. And we're just playing our small part in you know, making sure people are really getting the care that they're supposed to get. And let me mention that both of you all have personal connections to the work that you're doing with these businesses. Just as a quick bonus, final minute, if you could just speak to your personal experience with these problems briefly. And then we'll, we'll wrap up. Absolutely. I'll, I'll go first here. I personally spent five years leading teams who were teaching these in-home agencies how to be compliant with federal and state laws. And that's when I realized that there was a problem. There was a lot of fraud and there was a lot of inefficiencies. So I spent three years trying to get Documenter off the ground to help resolve that problem. And thanks to Techstars, we were able to resolve it in an even better way. I am generation tow truck driver. So not only do we have the software, but you'll see me out in the field changing tires because my dad did it. My uncles do it. And it's just in me to make a difference and to help the people when I can. So yeah, my whole family drives tow trucks and does roadside assistance. Look, you two, you all building great businesses. I hope this helps get you more on the map. I hope whoever's listening checks out Emerge and Documentor and City So Real. Um, But beyond that, I hope everyone has an amazing day. It's been a pleasure to befriend you both. I now look up to you both in addition to having you as alums from my Techstar Chicago program. And I hope that your stories and perspective during this uh, session we had inspire some other people to get involved. So thank you all for coming. Mama and William the third. I mean, yeah.
deep inclusion, signal cortex, improving, inky, center color, emerge roadside assistance, bird, and documenter, y'all. My city's so real. My city's so real. It's a job to be done. I'm a roll of my sleeves. I'm a do it like Neil. My city's so real. 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 My city's so real.